Right, okay. So I will start. Okay. Hello! Me, Hattie Roy. Flash, what's happening? <laughs> so, Flash, what has been going on? Ho, ho, ho! Gordon's alive! <laughs> you can put all that at the end of the episode. Podcast's um... alive! Well, we didn't think we would, but there we go. Yes, hello! <laughs> Deciding that a podcast looking into the science fiction serials that featured in cinemas in the 1930s and beyond was long overdue, Andy and Martin set about rectifying this omission. Having completed the 1936 13-part serial entitled Flash Gordon, made by Universal Pictures and based upon the cartoon strip of the same name created by Alex Raymond, they have decided to continue their running commentary series with Flash Gordon's Trip to Mars from 1938, once again covering all 15 chapters, episode by episode, until the entire story is covered. Naturally, once these are done, Flash Gordon Conquers the Universe will be along before you know it, before they turn their attention onto other serials made in the same era. Hello and welcome to Space Soldiers, a commentary podcast with Andy Priestner and Martin Holmes. Flash Gordon's Trip to Mars, Chapter 4, Ancient Enemies. Hello and welcome back to Space Soldiers, Space your weekly Saturday slice of hot Flash Gordon action. Hot Flash action, wow. <laughs> I know, sweetie, you better believe it. Uh, so we have reached like chapter four. Chapter four. Yes, no, we have We reached chapter four. And it feels, it feels like months since we recorded one of these. You see, our listener, our listeners, I should say. Um, the listeners, the swathes of them they're swathes. all fighting for attention the millions yeah. who listen to our podcast every week uh-huh. uh, hello <laughs> hello we millions. You. Yes. They, for them it's only a week ago but for us this is like when did we do part three it was sometime last year we may have don't lost reveal our secrets we may have reveal our secrets no we haven't i i feel like chapter three was just last week and i'm ready for four oh, okay. i'm a professional well there we go i'll, I'll flip from you i have now acquired the book the illustrated guide so that's uh, have that's you? very helpful so uh, yes um, there are lots of pictures of um, princess aura in a in a bra <laughs> that's not the reason i ordered it <laughs> you liar <laughs> Well, no, it's because I've been doing lots of strange scribbles and I needed more reference material because... Oh, no, that's true. Yeah, your reference material... Aren't Martin's cartoons wonderful, everyone? Yes. He won't say it, so we'll just say it for him. Good. <laughs> well, they're a um, style. They're a style. But... Oh, God, here we go. Right, so <laughs> chapter four chapter four. Of 15, 15, Ancient Enemies. Now, I think we need to give... I think we need to give it more more um, sort of gravitas than that. Ancient enemies. You try, not your turn. A- not, not ancient enemies at all, then. No. no. <laughs> right. You, you, told, so... you told me I have to keep getting the episode titles wrong because that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I've been working on yeah. that. I'll tell you, I had an interesting thought about Flash Gordon a, f- a couple of weeks ago, yeah. which, which I've not shared with... Can you tell us your interesting thought? 
I can. I can indeed. Uh, I can share this interesting thought. You know, I, I had this... I've been watching a lot of Star Trek. Oh, poor you. I, yeah, I commiserate. I'm yeah, sorry. I know. I know. Uh, but the you must be in a bad way. <laughs> what, well, no, what struck me was a lot of... You know, the stuff we have nowadays, the gadgets and stuff, seem to be based on the fact that a lot of the people designing them grew up watching Star Trek when they were younger. And I just wondered how much of the horrible, nasty weapons of the Second World War were because people grew up watching Flash Gordon. <laughs> Very possible. I was wondering, you know, things like the 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 bombs and and the strato sleds and everything. How much design from Flash Gordon made it into the real world because of people thinking, oh, that'd be a good thing to drop on people in foreign countries. I don't know. Well, I, I remember that the light bridge in Berlin was particularly popular with Hitler, wasn't it? So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, yes, all right. But uh, it just struck me that some of the design work actually. I was thinking about some of the the weapons and stuff i thought you know to a certain extent i can kind of see how they slipped into the zeitgeist if you like and how and how people were sort of anyway it was just one of those horrible i suddenly had this horrible horrible thought that watching flash gordon lots of fun la 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 turned into this this horribleness in the real world so so no i think you might have something and i think it's it's a it's a thread that needs to be explored we need to do those comparisons and do that matching but it's not always good to look up Nazi memorabilia on um, mm. on <laughs> your computer. I don't think no, it might give no, the wrong well, impression. Let's face it, the, the way internet histories can vanish despite the fact people tell you that things can't disappear on the internet. Maybe maybe you're onto oh. something there. Anyway, I suppose I suppose we're getting to that that stage of the episode after all that preamble and nonsense. <laughs> we actually press play. We shall press we actually... play after five. Five. I hope everyone's ready. Five, four, three, two, one. Go! Mm, Flash Gordon's trip to Mars. Gosh, uh, I'm excited. I love that ravaged landscape. It's a bit um, dead planet, isn't it? Yeah, that's funny, actually, because it cropped up and I did think exactly the same thing. I thought, this is, this is, this is your dead planet view petrified forest petrified jungle yeah so i mean you said that how you know it's been a while since we've done this i i actually don't know what happened last time so this is gonna be completely new oh well no well oh they turned the beams on the on the landing platform and everyone was uh, calamitously collapsing around them and oh, were they yes and, and flash because they they just kidnapped or or appropriated uh, the queen of magic the queen. Of magic. queen of magic. Oh, it's the kind anyway, of Anyway, look at it, a flashback. Do please read. Yes, I do love these. I do love them. On the very slow television. Okay. <laughs> Chapter 4, Ancient Enemies. Uh, the internet dun, they've got dun, among, dun, uh, on Mars is rubbish. Ming the Merciless and Zazira, Queen of Magic, join forces to wage war against the rest of the world. Hurrah, she has dun, her arm dun. in the air. Arriving on Mars to save civilization, Flash, Dale, Zarkov and Happy become prisoners of the Clay People. Mm. With Dale as hostage, the Clay King commands Flash to bring Azura, Queen of Magic, to their underground kingdom. Mm. Come to my underground kingdom! <laughs> Flash, disguised as a Martian pilot, tries to trick Azura into disclosing the secret of her magic power. Ah. <gasps> Disguised it's the Nazi light bridge. Martian pilot. He's not really well disguised, I don't think, generally. Mm. Uh, this is the man with the round head. 
Roundhead Hat. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Roundhead Hat. Targon or something. Oh gosh, that's a good name. It's a good space name. Space name. Space. I, I don't think it is Targon, but something like that. Is it? I don't know. I didn't know he had a name. Anyway, they're having a bit of the old evil chuckle, evil evil natter. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Sweetie? In front of the big oh that switch. Oh the fizzy switches. Yes. And massively with that. I think I'm gonna build one of these in my living room. <laughs> yes, and I'll hear a news report about how <laughs> a man <laughs> destroyed his house with flashing. It's either switches. a giant toaster. Now why don't they just switch off the light bridge, I asked myself. I think I may have asked myself this last time as well. They're standing on the... And she's a bit smug at the moment. I think, I think Azura, Queen of Magic, is being a bit smug. Yeah, I think she is a bit. And they've got... Have you noticed the, the directional laser things they've got here? It looks like he's going to shoot his own foot off. Or oh, someone's playing with them a car, no? Oh, and this is the Tipping City. The Tipping City that I think was being reused from the Hawkmen City. And he's watching it on TV. He gets to see it before everyone in the cinema. Turn it off. I want to watch the other side. And, and the city of the Hawkmen. Doing a bit and of a tilt. The Meccano fun. Yes. <laughs> and lots of sliding. Now, I believe we have a mm -hmm. Star Wars moment coming up, do, do we not? I think I feel it is. I feel it, this inspired Star Wars, the, the, the swinging on the rope thing, because that's very much in the Star Wars film. Oh, and this is it, yes? <gasps> With Azura, yeah, with Luke and Leia. Grabbing yes, the cable and swinging oh, across. Wow, look at that. I had no idea that was in there, because... I suspect it's got a herd. <laughs> because people talk about all the different things that are to do with Flash Gordon and Star Wars, but they don't really usually reference that one with Flash and Azura because I didn't know it was there. Yeah. So hooray. Yeah, I, I, it does. I mean, that's in the very first film, isn't it? So, you know. Now, now, yeah. now, now poor old Zarkov's been basically collapsed on by everything. He looks pretty dead. And probably would be, but no, it's because he's on the credits. He's survived. And we get some Gerda chucking. But good, strong action from, from um, Buster there. He made mm. it seem big, didn't he? And, and heavy. I suspect they just gave him a real Gerda to play with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's, she's playing with a ring. Oh, she's naughty. Oh, what did she do then? Well, she blows the sleep dust at them. And looks a bit Bitch. smug whilst wearing her coronet. Coronet of Rassilon. Yes. And uh, the Manhattan housewife uh, of doom. Yeah. And he asks basically, what have you done? And he kind of like, so she tells him, I've, I've knocked you out. So he does a bit of, oh, okay. I'll have a bit of a feel here. <laughs> <laughs> As I fall. Yes. Oh, As accidental. Uh, oops. <laughs> I do like the, um, all the rocks and girders. That's quite effective. Yeah. So she gets her clobber back, which I think was the black pearl that got nicked, wasn't it? Mm. And so having is that the black out, sapphire she, of Kalu, or if I made yeah, that up? I think so. so having knocked him out, he, he, she then gets the other blokes to drag him over there. You think, well, why couldn't you have done it while they were still awake? Oh, yes, child, she wouldn't have got away. But anyway. And we get that thing where he, he gets out his horn to blow for the the wide shot. Now this is interesting. You get Ming and Azura having a bit of a natter in the throne room. And yeah. And basically, uh, Ming wants to bump him off. And now we get a little bit of little bit of talk back. Anyone who would kill millions of people without cause would know the meaning of the word. I couldn't mm. be merciful, Earthman. Oh, no, you couldn't. You uh, so this is a she bit of flashback now to explain what's been going on in the entire plot. <coughs> Don't so you far. think she underplays it quite a lot? 
I mean, she's just sure. like, no, no. Earth I quite man. like the way just Zarkov's just, just standing there wearing that sort of curtain top he's wearing now. I quite like his smock. It's a smock. Mm. It's a sort of peasant smock. <laughs> Do you feel the... And I believe it's a sort of mauve colour. When he's not inventing inventions, he sort of sits there doing a bit of painting, perhaps. Yeah, it's quite Van Gogh. Mm. But, so this is a this is a proper scene for uh, Larry, isn't it, Larry Buster Crab? Real, in fact, it's a good yeah. scene for all of them, really. It's possibly the most talky bit we've seen so far, to be honest. Yeah, I bet Ming doesn't like it though. Charles Middleton doesn't like being second fiddle to. She's like, he's like, that's my throne. <laughs> I wonder I how he feels about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now he's, he's even got a pointer on his hat saying, "This is my throne," pointing at it. <laughs> exactly. Mm. I, I, his cloak seems shorter to me. I thought it was floor length before, but you, you now get to see his space boots, which is kind of interesting. But they're going to take him to the lamp. Now, this, I think, is slightly, slightly uh, referring back because apparently they get taken up to the, the water tank where a lot of the water tank action happened inside in the last scene. Yeah. You actually get the outside of the water tank now. And it's oh. funny, you see these shadows passing across them, and you just know that's basically, <laughs> that's just the outside of Universal Studios or whatever, on a sunny day. It does look like a sunny one in, um, is it California? It will be California. Yes. Oh, now we get ooh, a bit of bobbing. I noticed that was the other thing, the two handmaidens. Have you noticed how they lined up next to the throne when, when, when she was about to appear? It's a kind of weird thing that there, there must be this weird noise before she appears. I'm going to call them Babs and Carol. Ah, we're outdoors again. Ming outdoors. Now, this is the strange thing to me. is You send him to go up the ladder, but you don't climb the ladder yourself. That's because it's so dangerous. Now, what's to stop him saying, well, I'm not climbing any further, mate? And the other thing is that you get Flash on one side and you get Z Zarkov on the other side of the same water tank. You know? Yeah. Oh, Gosh, fight music. Fight music. Yeah. <laughs> Both said fight music at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> he does have a thing of, of throwing people to their plummety deaths. There's quite a lot of plummety death stuff goes on. Well, you would, wouldn't you? And like I say, I, I, if you held those guns in the wrong way, you'd shoot your own foot off. But there we go. <laughs> now, this is, I think this is a fascinating bit of science here. Where Zarkov... Oh. Vaguely not using the guns as they're supposed to be, manages to save them. A bit of uh, description of the old oil terminal there, but that's what I mean. He just holds it at the end there and manages to. And for some reason, this saves them. I think that would work. <laughs> Seems like science to me, sir. <laughs> Zap a big hole in a pipe. Now that bad you, stunt double, very bad stunt double for Flash there. Yeah. He had dark hair and everything. It's gone a bit web planet, the screen, hasn't it? It's a bit out of focus. <laughs> it's a bit like Vaseline on the lens. Yeah. But now we're holding Ming hostage. Oh, there was lots of good rhubarb acting there, wasn't there? Amateur yeah. dramatics. Yeah, rhubarb, this, rhubarb, rhubarb! This uh, starts a, a short phase that I find throughout the next few episodes of the stupidest set of guards in the world. 
Okay. Which I that looked like a little toy model set of the lab for a change that mm. did. I don't know whether it was, but it looked it was, yeah, wasn't it? It was a little model. It was cute. Shot, yeah. But those guards are basically rubbish, and they will prove themselves rubbish in episode five. I remember episode five quite vividly from a last watch being where the most stupid guards in the world happen. Well, I look forward to that. They're being stupid. As you can see, they're not the doing wall. anything other than pounding on a thick metal door. <laughs> look. Ming's had enough. I want to see what's on ITV. Absolutely. Yeah. Switch over. What's on Buck Rogers' channel? Yes. Now, the interesting thing to me is where the cameras are for these televisors. I've still not worked that out because they seem to get very interesting views that aren't possible. I mean, that's vaguely possible. You might have monitoring videos for, you know, uh, an airport terminal. Oh! Exploding fire! <gasps> That's scary. But Ming can walk through fire, can't he? He shouldn't well, be worried. Well, this again, yes, he can. But what we find out in this episode, of course, is that... Mm, Flash and Zarkov lie to each other. That they, that The only reason they should know this is because they actually went to the cinema and watched the serial themselves. Tricked us once before. Bollocks, did he? Mm. Only that mad high priest, Theodore mm. Lorch, saw that. <laughs> But nevertheless, he's still going to everything. Now, why weren't there any guards outside that door, we ask ourselves? The stupidest guards are still pounding away. I don't now know whether it's the guards' fault rather than the scriptwriter's fault. So that that cloak is obviously flame retardant. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Anyway, so, so basically, your emperor goes and switches off everything himself, and the guards just come across and he goes, No, bloody hell, chase the man, you idiots! The stupidest guards in the world! I think you're being unkind. Mm, I think. Say, wait till you see. I don't think they've five. been given much. I don't think they've been given much um, agency in this particular scenario. The problem is, he keeps threatening them that they will pay with their lives, and you can't. Well, exactly. None, so none that's, of them are going to come back, really. Because but that's why you. That's why you just follow people like an idiot if you're being told that your life's in danger. I think this is the issue. I don't anyway, think it's God's fault. I'm very it. much on the God's side here. Okay. You up the workers. Yes, exactly. I'll have a placard before the end of the episode. Are we, um, are we, are we, have we worked out who the ancient enemies are yet in this episode? I've known all along. I don't know about you. I think the ancient enemies are the workers. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. It's interesting because uh, they've, they've gone to the, 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 the uh, well, it almost looks like the crashed uh, Stratos. It seems to be the yeah. same Stratos sled that was crashed in the mountain. Shadow sled. Yes. Uh, and they seem to have left the cloaks outside, but never mind. Anyway, back. Yay, we're back in the Clay Kingdom. In the Clay Kingdom, yes. We like the Clay Kingdom. And I do like um, Dale's dress. I think it's gorgeous. <laughs> slinky, slinky cocktail party dress. We this like it. It's kind of fascinating to me because you get Happy doing... Well, Happy's wearing the hat with the hugest horns in the history of hat wearing. Yeah. But uh, and it's the fact that he says, oh, we're all alone. Now we know that they're going to come out of the walls, don't we? I mean, this is just... Oh, I thought they were left with the clay people. They weren't. So they forgot. They didn't know the clay people were there. No, there they are. They were there all along. So that's useful if, you, if, you, you know, if you're having a bit of a, you know, a bit of an intimate moment. There may be a clay person that was, in the walls. That was done so nicely, though, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Now... Earthman has betrayed them, they think. Unfortunately, it is true. 
Ways of knowing. Now, the interesting thing to me about the ways of knowing what's going on in the city is all to do with this tube that we haven't seen yet. But the interesting yes. thing is that the minute Flash and Zarkov use that tube uh, later on, the whole the whole mystery secret is blown completely, and everybody knows about it. Which I kind of think, thanks Flash for that. Our secret way of finding out what's going on has been absolutely destroyed. But you'd think that they would be able to merge into things in other places, but they only seem to do it in the Clay Kingdom. Are their powers um, localised? There is a strange sort of two-handed thing here because because Azora seems to be able to turn them into clay men, clay people. Yeah. But equally, if you stay there long enough, you become a clay person anyway. Oh, which, which is I didn't kind know of, that. If you, if you stay there too long... If you stay there, there's a whole plot thing about if Ooh. you stay there too long, you will be transformed into a clay person, which I find kind of weird in the sense that if if you just drop somebody off, they'll they'll get transformed anyway. Now there's a whole bit of a bit of bondage stuff going on here with Happy and Dale. I know, I was rather enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a I like, kind of I like how he shouted up. There's a death squadron. How does he know it's a death squadron? They don't appear to be attached to the rock wall. They are just, you know. Oh, here we go. They're uh, going to get torpedoed. This is proper World War II uh, depth chargey stuff going on, really. I know, again, World yeah, War II hasn't happened yet, it? but um, but we are getting the proper flash bomber here, or the Mars bomber, or the Strato bomber, if you like. And what we get here is Flash and Zarkov are chasing, and for some reason there's a there's a magic metal that is resistant to their anti-spaceship beams so flash basically decides in this sequence that well the only way to deal with this other bomber is to ram it and suddenly we get a nice end of episode you see i didn't know it's the end of the episode no, 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 I'm just saying that I'm setting that that's set being set up because you can see that the only way you're going to finish this episode is either the bombs are going to drop or there's going to be this in mid-air collision. I'd like to reassure the listeners that I'm watching these for the first time in years so I have my fresh take no, on No, the don't, don't you just feel, though, it feels like end of episode. You've either got Dale and Happy in peril or you've got... You've got peril in the spaceship. Now, you think you choose your peril. Is your peril going to be Flash or your peril going to be Dale? So what? But it you, could be double-handed peril. It could be double peril, couldn't it? Mm, it could peril. be the same thing. Or triple peril. Indeed. I also need to, uh, to, to ask about what you think the bat capes do. Well, the rocket. Well, don't they don't they fly with them, or am I getting mixed up with the Hawkmen? Well, this is what I'm saying. Do you think they are just like parachutes, or do you think they also allow you to sort of, you know, do other things? Because, because, because I feel their use gets a little bit vague in this. Oh, I see. Yeah, when it becomes um, convenient. See, basically, that doesn't look like it's got wings, does it? It, it just looks like a cloak. Oh no, that looks like a regular cape. <laughs> yeah. That just looks like your bog standard. Cape from Littlewoods. But he's, he's, there you go. Sulky old Zarkov <laughs> has basically said, right, well, I'd rather have a parachute, mate. But he doesn't anyway. seem bothered about the fact he's just about to jump from a. He's no, just no, off. I mean, that's terrifying. Wow. There's none of that. I'm scared of parachuting, is there? That's, so there's. Yeah. So Zarkov Well, in he's not. He's, he's quite happy. He's like, I've done this all my life, mate. No. So he's just jumped out of the thing. 
So that's Zarkov plummeting, according to the other spaceship. There we go. Now, Flash, he's going to grab his own cape. Ta-da! Lucky there were two. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what it's, it's standard practice in these machines. Yep. Uh, lots of lots of gawping acting, lots of watching, and oh, and what's going to happen here? Well, Flash, Can't the get door's out. stuck. Thanks, Zarkov, you jammed the door. <laughs> Bugger. I'm going to die well now because your, your door jamming kicking the door, kicking idiocy. The door, drops to the floor and... See the Boomerang, Chapter 5 of Flash Gordon's Trip to Mars at this theatre next week. <gasps> Gosh! Wow. Well, it was all happening. What are we basically making of it here? Do we do we think the ancient enemies were just the clay people? Or... I think so, but that's it's kind of very negative press, isn't it? And it's like that's very one-sided on the behalf of mm. of Aura. I sub not Aura, Azura, is it? Mm. Because that's the only thing that they're enemies of, isn't yeah. it? It's weird. It, it just strikes me as. That we, we go through a phase here with these various episodes, if you like, where the titles don't really relate much to the actual what's going on. And, and it's kind of yeah. weird, it's kind of random. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking really because... I, I would have called that one Exploding Doom. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Or something. No, Exploding Doom is Exploding. the winner of the category. If you had to pick a title for that episode, Exploding That's... Doom would have been it. Right, yeah, it would. You see, I've not see? really worked out because I'm I'm thinking the next one's called the boomerang, and I I genuinely suspect there will be no boomerangs in it. No, this is the episode where they they go to the parallel universe and they go to Australia. Do you not remember? <laughs> oh, Flash Gordon's trip to Oz. Yes, <laughs> it's all happening. Well, that should um, keep the 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 listeners intrigued. <laughs> yes. So, um, oh, I'm very worried for a moment because I was just looking at the caption for the next one. And I had a horrible moment where I thought that Flash Gordon wasn't Gordon's wasn't um, didn't have an apostrophe, but it does. So we're we're okay. I'm relieved. Oh. <laughs> there we go. The whole serial is saved. Yes, I'm relieved. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want a random lost random a lost apostrophe. Lost, yeah, lost Flash apostrophe. Gordon. Flash. No. Next episode: the apostrophe of doom. <laughs> so. Thank no. you once again for joining us on Saturday morning or whenever you listen to us for more Space Soldiers. We will be back at the same time next week for Chapter 5 of 15 of Flash Gordon's Trip to Mars for The Boomerang. The Boomerang! Flash! Flash! Bye-bye! <laughs> Bye-bye! Bye-bye! Join us next time for another exciting episode of Space Soldiers, a Flash Gordon commentary podcast with Andy Priestner and Martin Holmes. Do we need to make a shout out to people who say nice things for us Only on Twitter? Only if you can think of any.